Welcome to the Accepted Authority, where we help you solve a common growth challenge. I'm Andrew Marmont, and with me, as always, is Greg Roworth. G'day, Greg. G'day, Andy. So today, we are going to be speaking about online events. And we know that through the pandemic, webinars and virtual events were the bee's knees, as they say, and everyone was doing them. And now it's sort of settled down a little bit, but there's still a lot of value. And I think there's still a fair bit of confusion about what, you know, how do we do and how do we successfully um, promote and create uh, online events for the purpose of growing our firm, generating leads, building brand awareness. So Greg and I both had experience creating and running webinars and running online events. I'm doing a uh, my, I'm doing another one in about three weeks' time, and it's going to be part of my marketing this year. And I know that Greg, you've also had uh, webinars previously, so we wanted to have a bit of a discussion around a bit of a for and against. Should we do a an online webinar? Yes, no, and what have we learned about you know what success? What, what is a successful event need to have and look like? So let's explore it a little bit sort of deeper. So maybe to start with Greg. Uh, first of all, online events. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. You like them? What's your What's your take on it? Yeah, well, definitely like them. Um, to me, they're an extension of the the free giveaway, like the ebook or um, you know white paper that often uh, consultants will will have available on the website. Um, you know, with a, a a web event or a web training, um, you've got an ability to make it more of a two-way conversation uh, rather than you know you just delivering information um you know what i've found valuable in the web events and web trainings i've done is being able to have that live interaction where we can drill down into someone's specific questions or specific challenges that they're facing and um, you know as long as the the group that you have isn't too large where that becomes a bit intrusive but if it's a small enough group um, you can have that level of interaction, but even with a larger group, you can you can still have that interactivity by just getting you know feedback or you know quick comment or um, you know some sort of uh, well yeah you know feedback from a uh, them just putting a number one you know did you understand that did you hear that or did you you know how are you liking it you know so yeah just quick and and uh, uh, easy feedback that gives you an opportunity to gauge the responsiveness of your audience and, uh, you know, see if you're actually hitting the mark or, you know, if they have any specific questions, give them an opportunity to come up with that. So I think from that perspective, you know, it's, it's taking it up a notch from that, you know, the information delivery to, you know, a two-way conversation that has real value in uh, helping your potential clients connect with you even more and, and having more of an understanding about the you know, specific areas that you can help them. Yeah, that's a great point, Greg. And when it comes to the what people want nowadays, they, they want connection mm. and having a regular event, a, ha, attending an event where you can speak, as you say, you're, you're, it's, it's personable, it can be one, it can be one to many, but you can also make mm. it fairly interactive. So I think the element of, engagement is not something you can replicate through mm. a lot of other ways. So I think that's a very that's a very good point. In terms of 
what they look like. The other the other point you mentioned there is instead of having information presentation, mm. which uh, we've moved on from that, and because someone can watch a YouTube video if they want information. Yeah. So if you think about how do you differentiate yourself, you can do some sort of online approach. One element to think about is not actually calling it a webinar. Mm. There was some research done and it suggested that the word webinar puts people off because they think it's a sales pitch. Yeah. And it's not to say that you're not going to do some selling in your webinar, but mm. you have to accentuate the value. So is it going to be a QA? and a Is it going to be an online training? Is it going to be uh, a, a workshop? Are you going to workshop a particular problem? And if you can think of it like that, then it becomes valuable for your ideal client. So, yeah. But have you sort of noticed that in your in your experience? Yeah, too? yeah. Well, particularly in some circles, um, you know, webinars have been overused, overdone, and yeah, used particularly as a sales vehicle. So people do get that impression that. Uh, you know, webinar is easy to sign up for, um, but, yeah, there's no real commitment in signing up to attend a webinar because, yeah, they feel like it's going to be a sales pitch. So, yeah, it might be some useful information. There's often some good points, but I know someone's going to sell me something. So, yeah, to take away that um, preconception that it's a webinar, I'm going to be sold something, um, you know, to have that level of, differentiation about what you're trying to do, you know, to, to give people the understanding that you are there to deliver valuable information and not to sell. And uh, I think for the types of services that most consultants provide, it's not really a sales environment, although we don't want to lose the, the, the aspect that we want you know, progression from the web event to the sale, but it's like the web event, the, the training is a no-pitch area. Uh, and I think when people understand that and you really you know, give people that understanding beforehand, they're much more likely to sign up and attend because they value the, the information or they want that information that just you're telling them you're going to be presenting on that web event. And, uh, you know, the interactivity, interactivity of it is a an attractive aspect because people want um, connection, they want interaction, they don't want to sit there, you know, and just have a an information dump that they have to listen to. As you say, they can get that on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, there are some important aspects of you know, a webinar, <laughs> but yeah, we don't want to call it a webinar because that's got you know preconceptions that aren't really helping us. Yes. Uh, if we just change tack slightly, Greg, because I've found that the most important part of this is not actually the presentation, mm -hmm. but it's actually the promotion and getting people mm -hmm. there and then the pre the post-sale process. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been part of webinar systems with other people where we've gone down a path and we've, we've done all the right things. Mm -hmm. We get a pretty good turnout and then I don't have a sales process, so it's almost like it's wasted. So one aspect that... I think we should talk about is the promotion. We need, we need to get people there. That's that's probably one element to it. Um, yes, there's a content piece. So we can record our webinar that, and that has its own attraction where we mm. can you know chop it up and, and have uh, 
amplified content, a content system, but it's more around getting people there. So having a pretty robust process around, uh, well, first of all, do you have a, a list of people that you wanted to, that you've create, curated and how are you going to get them that information? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is, okay, so how do we make people aware enough that they, they will sign up, but also that they're going to, that they're going to actually attend. So mm. if we talk about promotion for a second, yeah, what have you learned around getting people to the event? What, what's worked mm. for you? Well, I think there's, there's the two aspects of that. As you say, there's the, the sign up process, but also the show up process. So we want people to sign up for our event, first of all. So there's a level of promotion that we need to attract people to the event. You know, they recognise the value to them where they're willing to sign up. And, uh, you know, whether that's a, um, a free event that they have to register for by putting in their name and email address, or maybe it's a paid event, um, you can do both. There's no hard and fast rules about that. Um, but getting people to register for your event, you know, there's a marketing process, a promotional process to get to that point where you're delivering the value. Once people are registered, there's usually a lag between registration and you know, the time of the event. And that's where there's a, a real danger of the drop-off um, where, yes, something happens, it, you know, something gets in the way, a client calls and wants a meeting. I yeah, well, okay, I'm only, you know, it's only a, a webinar I'm registered for. I can give that a miss. Um, so, you know, we want people to maintain that level of interest and uh, desire to attend the event between that sign up and show up phase. So there needs to be continual um, promotion and communication that you know, continues to deliver value. That means that their level of interest keeps on rising to the point where they must attend. You know, in, in their mind, it's a must attend event um, because the value of that has outweighed any other op or distraction or uh, anything else that could get in the way of them showing up. So you know, we need to think about that process. You know, it's not enough just to get them registered. We've got to then nurture that interest and increase that interest so that on the date or time of the event, they're really keen and uh, you know, desperate to show up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's so much choice out there, as you say, there's there's all these competing mm -hmm. distractions. So having a good process to ensure that it's something that's really relevant as well. Uh, the other the other part around the, the promotion is, the, I think I feel like there's a, a sweet spot around. You don't want to give people too much time, but mm -hmm. also you don't want to make it too short. So, mm -hmm. for example, six weeks. I well, I used to think that was the sweet spot, but so long people mm. forget. Something else comes up. So I feel like three, four weeks, it's enough time to be on the radar. Mm -hmm. And if it's 30 minutes long or maybe 40 minutes long, then it's not a huge time commitment. Yeah. So having, yeah, you know, creating interest and intrigue, I think, is, is one aspect. But the other, the other mm -hmm. piece is, again, we, we, wanna, uh, we wanna, don't want to give it away too much. We want to make sure that there's a, it's a compelling process. They can... They can, uh, you know, there's some, there's an inter there's some interactions and interest. It's a simple sign up page. It's a, it's a confirmation page, and then you, you know, you're able to, as you say, you want to nurture them. So I don't forget, 
but also you want to remind them of the value coming into it. So you've That's got to have right. a system, I think, is the key point here. Yeah, no, just definitely being systematic about that process, but also, as you mentioned, the time frame. yeah, a week, maybe even two weeks is too short a time frame because people are busy and they've got um, books, you know, bookings in their calendar that they can't move. Uh, we've got one time and, and date for our event. <laughs> they will either be there or they won't, or they'll be available or they won't. Um, so the longer window of opportunity, we've got to have our, our event booked in their calendar. Um, you know, it needs to be just right. So too short and they're, they're booked out and can't get there. But again, too long and, yeah, they book in, they register, but it's that... Did, did, well, what's the you know the right word? I guess uh, you know the deterioration of the the interest over time um, means that yeah the importance of that event, even though it's booked in the calendar, it's like well it's movable. It's not that important, so we can put something else in. So the sweet spot, yeah, I, I would say two to three weeks um, out from an online event, you know, a, a physical event. If you're turning up to a live workshop. You know, room, you know, the booking process probably needs to be longer than that. But uh, yeah, you, online events are sort of a, have a very short shelf life. <laughs> and uh, yes. we um, yeah, need to get that timing right. So, about two to three weeks out, starting promotion, getting people um, you know, where that time's relatively free for them and having the opportunity then to stay interested or even nurture that interest before they get there. Absolutely. And I think that the, the post process too, I mean, it's 24 hours, you know, 24, 48 hours, but generally 24 hours, you need to have some sort of process where you're following mm. up with people. I found that anything after that, the strike rate of interest goes way down. And, you know, what is your process? You, you've attended the event, you probably have some sort of call to action. Uh, but, what, yeah, what is the, what you need to have resources and you have dedicated time to get to follow people sort of, yeah, 24 hours after the event or else mm. you're just going to, you're going to waste your whole process. So I yeah. think that's, to me, that that's something that I learned the hard mm. way. If you don't have that sales process or you're a bit, you don't have a system, then mm -hmm. you've wasted four weeks or five weeks and all the time you spent getting people there. So that's super important for me is don't get, don't fall in love with the webinar. Yeah. Ensure you've got a strong and robust follow-up process. Mm. Yeah, the follow-up is important. And, yeah, I love your, your point there. Don't fall in love with the webinar. It's a sequence of events or a series of activities that makes the whole process work. You know, we've got the sign-up, we've got the show-up, we need the follow-up as well. And, um, yeah, just having that event, call to action, people will consider it. But often the en end of an event is like, oh, we need to move on quickly. We've got another thing happening straight away. So, they can't do the call to action. They can't click the link or go to the website immediately. Or even if they do, you know, it's there yeah. opened up somewhere, but then they're on to their next conversation or next meeting. Um, and it's in the background. And, you know, how often do you go back to a, uh, a, a tab that you've opened up uh, in those sort of situations? Uh, and you might look at it and say, what was this about again? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, having that follow up. And I think the, it's a lot of work to do all this. Um, 
So having the whole process set up and automated so that you don't have to be thinking about the follow-up, you don't have to be thinking about the nurture sequence, you know, doing all that work ahead of time so that it's automated, so that you know, immediately or you know, an hour after your event, you go back with a uh, an automated message that's going out to the attendees, you know, thanks for showing up. Here's the link again. Here's why you need to click that link. Here's what we want you to do. Um, you know, a few days later, a few days later again, um, mm -hmm. have that all in place, automated, so that you're not having to think about it and or even get your VA to, to do it. You know, the automation sequence uh, um, and automation technology is so available these days that that sort of process is easier to set up, much easier to manage and make sure it happens. Absolutely. Well, some great, great lessons for today. I, I think um, the takeaway for me was having a system, having a process, don't fall in love with the webinar and ensure mm. that you have a good follow-up process. So those are the key things that I took away. So thanks. Thank you, Greg. Um, where can we find you online? Yes, um, again, search for me at Greg Roworth on LinkedIn or Facebook or go straight to my website at businessflightpath.com. Excellent. I'm at link on LinkedIn at Andrew Marmont and the website is concurve.com.au. This has been the Accepted Authority Podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.